Well, gracious God, we come once again to seriously consider your word. And in doing so, find our hearts challenged, find our hearts made strangely warmed, find our hearts prepared to go and be more like Jesus. So be with us these things I ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thirteen weeks. Wow. Thirteen weeks. Y'all, that's like boot camp. Thirteen weeks. It's been thirteen weeks since we publicly worshipped together. The world has changed drastically since we last met in person. Hundreds of thousands of people have lost their lives to a global pandemic. Our own nation currently has the highest number of recorded cases of COVID-19 in the world, with 2,118,693 cases and, sadly, 116,873 deaths. In response, we now practice social distancing, face mask wearing, y'all look pretty by the way, self-quarantining, our children not attending school, businesses closed and some starting to reopen, and a great many plans suddenly and irrevocably changed, and a quite a few people without any income. We've had shortages on many supplies, though one thing has remained the same since last we met. Toilet paper and hand sanitizer are still hard to come by. In short, the circumstances have been bad. Sadly, though, the circumstances have gone from bad to worse. Over the last several weeks, we have witnessed the crime of murder committed by four police officers. We've seen the response of people crying out for justice. We've seen peaceful protests and violent riots. We've seen politicians and big news media stoke the fires of hatred and tribalism so that Americans of every color and creed see their fellow Americans not as brothers and sisters, but as enemies. The world has changed drastically since last we met. And so too has the church and the world at Christ's community. Christians, we've had to learn new ways to adapt and gather. We've, we've moved to having a platform of worshiping online. Those congregations that didn't have one had to quickly form one. Why many, many senior adults with little to no experience using social media have now become Facebook fanatics. Creativity has abounded among God's people. New people have started attending worship and old friends have started coming back to worship because they were looking for answers. They were seeking comfort and they were needing a message of hope, which they found on your Facebook pages. Many people in our world thought the church of Jesus Christ was shut down. They thought that since the doors to our building weren't open, we must be closed. They failed to realize that the church is not a building. The church is the people. Our facility has changed dramatically since last we met. Why, on his way in today, Tim Bingaman looked at the all-purpose room and said, I love what you've done with the place. <laughs> There's now a new office wing with offices, functional, 
The narthex has been completely gutted with work beginning on its new look. The multi-purpose room is now a modern art masterpiece, having the carpet ripped off the wall and a new orange construction fence erected just so that you know for sure where you should and should not go. And of course the sanctuary in which we now worship. Still ironing out some kinks in here, but what a remarkable difference. A lot has changed and more changes on the horizon. Brothers and sisters, you should know that I often brag about you to my colleagues. Maybe I don't brag to you, but I brag about you to my colleagues. I know, you shouldn't brag, Randy. That's not humble, Randy. Blah, 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 Randy. But listen, I'm just so proud of y'all and all the great work that you do. Would it be better if I changed the word from brag to something in Christianese? I can do that. Instead of brag, how about words of affirmation? Does that sound Christian-y enough? Okay, good. Good. Words of affirmation. My favorite brag, I mean, my favorite words of affirmation about y'all used to be in the midst of the decline of most United Methodist churches, Christ communities growing and undergoing a construction project. That used to be my brag. Now I have new words of affirmation. Christ community is the church that underwent and will complete a construction project during a pandemic. But you've done so much more than that. That's just facade. Christ Community, you've redirected your giving from the capital campaign to the general fund in order to make sure that our operating expenses could be covered. Some of you have given your stimulus check to both the capital campaign and the general fund. You've come together in groups of 10 or less to clear out rooms and make way for renovations. Your building committee, your Bible studies, and your prayer warriors have found creative ways to meet and work. Y'all streamed in week after week to watch a handful of people make worship happen and you shared those services on your own page so that 239 people watching live became 2,390 people watching by Tuesday. Many of you, men and women, grew a better beard than Pastor Kurt and you sent me pictures to prove it. You've given away free, delicious smoked chicken meals for multiple Saturdays in a row. You've given away face masks and hand sanitizers and toilet paper and meals and even baby formula. You've helped a little Baptist church at the bottom of the hill to fill its food bank and feed the hungry in our valley. In short, you've not just survived this pandemic, you thrived. How have we been able to accomplish this and so much more? Is it because we are strong? Have we done all this in our own strength? No. I don't know about you, but I haven't run on Randy's strength in months. Randy's strength is gone. It's kaput. It's empty. I'm tired and I'm weary and I have no strength of my own. Every day has been a battle for me. Every day I have not had the strength to keep on going, 
to keep cheering you on and reminding you of the joy we share in Jesus Christ. I haven't had the strength. But Christ in me, he has the strength. Most mornings I get up and say, Lord, I cannot do this anymore. Take over. And thanks be to God, he does. See, Randy can't do much of anything right now, but like Paul, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Jesus arose from the grave so that his people, his church, can rise to any occasion, no matter the circumstances. Friends, I've done nothing in my own strength, but Christ in me has done everything. And if you will take a moment and reflect and realize that you and I and we as a congregation have done nothing in our own strength, not a thing. Christ's community has done everything through Jesus who has given us strength. Christ's community is doing everything through Jesus who gives us strength. And brothers and sisters, as long as we will stay close to Jesus, as long as we will keep calling upon Jesus to fan into flame the spiritual gifts He has given us, gifts like joy, like rejoicing in all circumstances, then Christ's community will continue doing everything through Christ who gives us strength. As Paul ends his letter to the Philippians, he does so with perhaps the most famous verse in Philippians. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Paul reminds the Philippians and us that the strength that we are given through Jesus is a supernatural strength. Paul desired for the Philippians to finish their race strong in God's strength. Their circumstances may be bad, but God is good. And since they can do all things through Christ who gives them strength, then everything they do can be filled with the joy of the Lord. The joy of doing everything through God's strength is that we can find contentment in no matter what the circumstance is. Paul said, I've learned. I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. Friends, have we not learned contentment through God's strength during this pandemic? Have we not learned it? The joy of doing everything through God's strength not only gives us contentment, but it gives us the desire to serve others. Paul said, yet it was good. It was good of you to share in my troubles. Friends, have we not served others throughout this pandemic? Have we not met others' needs while also having our needs met? And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus, Paul writes. The Philippians helped to meet Paul's needs in prison. And you know what? Throughout this pandemic, Christ's community has met the needs of many in our valley. The joy of doing everything through God's strength gives us contentment, gives us the desire to serve others, and the joy, the joy of saying thanks to others and giving glory to God. Paul said to our God and Father, be glory forever and ever. Amen. To God be the glory. 
To God be the glory, brothers and sisters, for the great things he has done. Friends, I have one final word of affirmation, one brag to share with you today. And I intentionally say this until now because it perfectly sums up this series. In fact, none of you know this. But there was a person, one person, who was the inspiration for this series. A person whose faith and humility has so profoundly affected me that my life has been forever changed for the better because of her. Her name is Carla Bless. Carla's battle cry. Carla's battle cry for the last several years was, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Every day Carla woke up, she put on her boxing gloves, and she fought terminal cancer through Christ's strength. Now Carla blesses face to face with Jesus. But you know what? While Carla walked this earth, the joy of the Lord was in her no matter the day, no matter the struggle. The joy of the Lord and the, the contentment that comes from his strength, that, that still rests upon her family. One of the final times that I was able to pray with Carla, just days before her passing, when I asked her what I could pray for, she said the names of two people that she worked with. She wanted me to pray for them because they didn't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Carla could have prayed for anything. But she prayed for those that don't yet belong to Jesus. She prayed for them because she was content in Jesus. She prayed for them because she had a peace that surpassed all understanding. She prayed for them because she had that joy, 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 joy down in her heart. And she wanted them to have it too. She knew where she was going and she wanted those who didn't know Jesus to have the same joy as she. And so we prayed for them. Brothers and sisters, Carla died during the part of this pandemic where you couldn't have a gathering of more than 10 people. Many of you know Mitch and Carla. You know that Mitch is a missionary and that money is, well, it's beyond tight for a family like that. As a family, they know what it's like to be in need. They know what it's like to be content in every circumstance because of the strength of Christ in them. But they didn't have the money for the funeral costs. Brothers and sisters, I made one appeal. I made one appeal to you. One appeal to help with the costs. And your generosity overwhelmed this family with more than enough money to cover the costs of Carla's funeral in under two days. In Paul's words, it was good of you to share in their troubles. Because their troubles are our troubles. Because we are the body of Christ at Christ's community. Christ's community, a lot has changed since last we met. But one thing has not your faithfulness. Christ's community, to God be the glory for your faithfulness. To God be the glory for your generosity, which has not only helped many people, but already made much of our construction project a reality, even in the midst of a pandemic. Yeah. Everybody else think that's bizarre. 
To God be the glory that we can gather in this beautiful space today and worship. Today, socially distant worship may not be what we had hoped for, but it is the day that we've been given. So let us rejoice and be glad in it. To God be the glory for the strength that he has given us to make it this far. Now it's time to renew our commitment to the capital campaign and to find joy in finishing the race God has set before us. The joy of the Lord is in this place. The joy of the Lord is in advancing the gospel of Jesus Christ. The joy of the Lord is in working out our salvation with fear and trembling. The joy of the Lord is in Christ's community. So rejoice in the Lord. I will say it again. Rejoice. Give thanks to God for each other and your love and commitment for each other. Give thanks and glory to God Almighty for all the great things His strength has done for us and through us. Brothers and sisters, let us keep pressing on toward the goal that Jesus has set out for us. Let's keep finding joy in doing everything in God's strength. And as Paul ends his letter to the Philippians, so I end this joyful sermon series with you. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Hey, thanks for checking out the So What Factor. My name's Randy Bennett. I'm a United Methodist pastor, and these sermons answer the question, I hope, so what? So what? Is God real? So what am I supposed to do with my life? So what does the Bible actually say? So in every sermon, it's my hope that you'll figure out what the so what is. But if you don't know, or it wasn't clear, feel free to find me on Facebook at Randy Bennett Jr., and shoot me a message. You can also email me at pastorrandybennett at yahoo.com. Be happy to hear your questions and, and, uh, and connect with you. So thanks for listening. Take care and God bless.